Blog Talk Radio. This is the Roman Show for the week of August 22nd. Today we welcome Rome Diesel. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light. Come. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of The Roman Show. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined by the dashing one, George Alonzo. What's going on, George? Oh, yeah, dashing one, uh, definitely dashing one, especially with the photo we just took before we uh, went on the air. If you want to take a look, uh, by all means, follow me on Instagram or on uh, Facebook. Uh, just All you have to do is look me up uh, for Hey Alonzo, and it's there. Absolutely so, and uh, yeah, that is kind of a ridiculous picture, but either way. George, we have a lot to talk about, but we want to get the things out of the way here. Legends of Wrestling takes place this Saturday, August 27th at Marlins Park. You get the Nasty Boys, Warlord, and uh, Booker T, and many others. Get your tickets right now, marlins.com slash tickets, or visit the Roman Show website, theromanshow.com, for more information. We had last week Jerry Sags and Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys on this program, and he talked about, well, about calling out Conor McGregor, but... Heck, you could ask them personally at Marlins Park, August 27th. You can have a conversation, a dialogue, and get an autograph or two from these guys. So make sure you make your way in there. We'll be out there uh, hanging out with the boys. Also, Athlon Rub and All Natural Sports Rub brings a martial arts time-tested title to all serious athletes. Made in the United States from an FDA and GMP certified facility, athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Thai oil to aid in their warm-up training and recovery, warm better, train harder, Recover faster. That's AthlonRub.com. Check them out. And trust me, you'll thank us later. Hey, and uh, make sure to follow us on social media, Roman Show Media on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. And our uh, Twitter account is at The Roman Show. And on our YouTube, that's our Roman 201 Subscribe to the channel. we got several interviews there. And, of course, you can always visit us on our website, TheRomanShow.com. And now we get this thing started with the Reality Check. George, boy, do we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's first start off right out with this shoot from the hip here. Finn Balor wins the Universal title, the debut of this Universal title in the WWE. Everyone is happy. Everyone is excited. However... The next day on Monday Night, Riot, uh, Monday Night Raw, he has to relinquish it, well, because he suffered an injury. And you and I were having a conversation about this. It's really unfair. This is a guy that by no, by all means deserves this title. And then he has to relinquish it. However, guys like The Rock, guys like Brock Lesnar have held the title. They don't wrestle for months. I think The Rock wrestled for until a year until he defended it. And Finn Balor 
just wins it the night before, and he has to give it up the following day. Well, let me correct you a little bit before fans start saying that we're liars and we don't do our information or what have you. Uh, the Rock actually won it at Royal Rumble and then defended it again at WrestleMania, which I believe was in April. So uh, give or take four months. Uh, but uh, if you're l really looking for a huge time span, you're looking at someone like Brock Lesnar, where literally we would not see the championship for maybe four to five to maybe six months uh, through his reign. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, it, you know, it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword, really, and it's calling the, the people who run the business hypocrites because here you guys got The Rock and Brock Lesnar winning championships, and sure, they could take off four to six months, And notice I put a range there. I'm not saying four. I'm not saying five specifically. I'm just saying four to six months. They don't even have to show their face. They don't even have to cut a promo. And they were never stripped of the championship. Instead, the people that were on, you know, on TV every week, busting their balls, uh, busting their butts, you know, to, to entertain the fans, to keep the title as a legitimate thing, all of a sudden... You know, you're, they fall into a little situation of, uh, you know, of an injury like Finn Balor, and you strip him for the same amount of time, uh, you know, of all these other champions that were champions. It's like, what just happened here? Why does Finn have to be stripped when you didn't strip Brock or Rock? And don't give me the whole BS of, oh, but they're main eventers. So is Finn Balor. Finn Balor's a name known all over the world, known as Prince Devitt. And he took NXT by storm. He took Japan by storm. By clearly, he had the WWE by storm because of the crowd reaction. So don't give me about the main eventer thing, because I swear, listen, Brock Lesnar or Rock, yeah, they both get passed, but guess what? So did Finn. So that's beyond your excuse. Why does Finn have to be stripped? Yeah, very unfair, and no one has brought that to, to, to light because when Brock Lesnar won the title, he was more of an attraction, and he held that title at the time. And what the heck? Why can Finn Balor do the same thing? Or do it like the UFC does. Of course, you can't compare the, the both sports, but why not have an interim title right, given to someone that you have uh, whoever wins it in this, four, this fatal four-way, have that interim title, hold it until Finn Balor returns, in about six months, seven months, and then you unify it. Yeah, it, to be honest with you, I know it's two different sports, as UFC and WWE, uh, two different you know businesses. One's entertainment, the other one's sport, or what, however you want to call it. I consider them both sports personally, but you know that that will be a great method to end this charade because a lot of people weren't too happy that they stripped Finn Balor of the title. As we heard the reaction from Raw, you know, a lot of people booed. A lot. And I'm not talking about booing because of the look of the title. They were booing because they stripped Finn Balor of the championship. And I'm pretty sure fans are not stupid, guys. I'm pretty sure there are some in that crowd that thought the same way that you and I are thinking, Mr. Roman. Yes, sir. Well, another topic on SummerSlam. AJ Styles and John Cena, boy, that they delivered. You and I had this conversation. By far the top match of that pay-per-view, which in my opinion, I was falling asleep a couple of times. But, but those guys pulled it off. And kudos to John Cena. Many people hating the guy for not being this great wrestler. Listen, he proved it on Sunday night with AJ Styles. They both had a phenomenal 
match. Of course, AJ carried that. But then again, John Cena stepped up when he needed to. And the guy looked just freaking amazing. Well, you know, let me say for something on the record. Uh, John Cena and AJ Styles by far was the best match of the night uh, last night on SummerSlam. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of matches didn't live up to the hype uh, like AJ and John Cena. Uh, you know, those two have a great story. Uh, as a matter of fact, they even hit, you know, personal, it, it hit a personal level to many superstars as well because uh, I remember Daniel Bryan going on Twitter saying that he was offended by John Cena's promo. Uh, so basically, the the reason why I'm saying this is is that they knew how to attract the crowd, and they knew how to build the crowd, and they delivered in a five-star classic. So, and on top of that, you know, as we all know, John Cena's about to go film for season two of American Grit, uh, hence why he left his armband in the ring as a sign of saying, hey, I'm gone for a couple more months. So, or maybe gone forever, who knows? But we'll see this coming Tuesday on SmackDown. Hey, and big shout-out to Johnny Knockout. Was here in the Roman show. He, I guess you want to take it. He made his debut on Monday Night Raw against Braun Strowman. Of course, Jobs. But shout out to Johnny Knockout. He's at Monday Night Raw. Hey, at least he got a five-second chance there against Braun. He took a couple punches from Johnny. And let me tell you, Johnny doesn't give you these light little punches either. <laughs> uh, Braun must have felt those. And and But, hey, congratulations to Johnny. Uh, welcome back to the WWE. I know you were in developmental for a little while with WWE, but you finally got your chance, and I hope uh, this opens the door for you in many other ways. Kudos there to Johnny Knockout, uh, a former co-host here in the Roman Show. Yeah, former co-host on the Roman Show. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember days when it was you, me, and him on the show uh, with... Uh, his segment, as a matter of fact, uh, when he only hosted a segment, uh, what were they? Uh, the the Johnny Knockouts uh, uh, True Facts or something like that? Something. I can't even remember. But yeah, shout out to Johnny Knockout. And now let's switch gears to what happened last week with all these suspensions, these wellness suspensions. It started off with Alberto De Rio, ironically followed by Paige, who have been dating. And then the next day you got Eva Marie, a lot of these suspensions, but I had read rumors, some of the rumors that somehow, some way, Triple H was looking to suspend both Del Rio and Page, and it so happens they both got suspended for the wellness policy by hours. Uh, yeah, by well, here's the thing: like a lot of people didn't. It's pretty obvious of what those two have. On, on a personal level, but it, the WWE is still trying to hide it from those that, you know, don't know or are too young to know. So basically they, they did a smart move. I, I'm not, I give kudos to WWE for doing that because it'll be two coincidence if they, you know, suspend them both at the same exact time, except they did a, a couple hour gap between the announcements and that was fine. Now, a lot of people are already going on rumors speculating that this is the goodbye of Alberto Del Rio and also Paige, but time will tell. Uh, I really hope that's not the case, uh, as both Del Rio and Paige are amazing additions to, of course, to the roster. So t only time can tell, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, Paige hasn't really, she's been out of the map when it comes to competing in the E as far as what she lived up to when she came out the day after WrestleMania and won the title. 
the Divas title. Paige has really been lost in the mix. But let, let me say something. And she's a great talent. Last night, I overheard, uh, I don't remember if it was JBL or if it was uh, Byron. I, I don't know who it was that said it. But they said that Nikki Bella was the reason behind the revolution of the Divas. No. I feel like it was Paige. Paige was the revolution behind the Divas. Listen, I'm not trying to give all the credit to one person, but if you're going to st state facts like that, say it right. So all I got to say is I, I don't feel like Nikki Bella was that person to start the, the Divas revolution. I feel like it was Paige because Paige started in NXT and she moved it over to the WWE. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but they, they've really lost her in the, in the map. There's... Paige hasn't done anything. She's just become like a, just put to the side ever since she was put into the Divas uh, show. Uh, because here's the thing. Uh, Paige has been sidelined with injuries. Uh, Paige is not your typical Diva either, okay? Or, I'm sorry. I watched the Divas Revolution 24 special. They're not Divas no more. They're superstars. I apologize. So, they're, Paige is not your regular superstar. Paige is completely an opposite because you you see a happy Bailey, you see a rich you know um, a Charlotte, you see a boss a kick-ass boss in Sasha Banks, you have Becky Lynch the submission artist, you have N Natalia the the one of the blood you know blood family in there, you, and you go on and you go go on. Then you got Paige that looks like this rebel, this rebel without a cause, this rocker chick that you don't just don't know where you're coming from. And she was stepping on a lot of toes from what I heard in the beginning. So it, it, it could be that's why you didn't see her as much as we hoped. But Paige still, in my opinion, was the leader of the revolution. And hopefully we'll see her more come when she's back from her suspension. Now let's see what happens with that, George. Uh, and just a few, we're going to welcome in Rome Diesel, who will be competing at the upcoming Titan FC 41 fight card. I'll be out there announcing that fight card on UFC Fight Pass Live. Or if you are in South Florida, head out to the Bank United Center in Coral Gables, Florida. Tickets are on sale, titanfighting.com. Check that out. That's Rome Diesel making his debut. This is a guy who had several amateur fights, and now he's making his professional MMA debut. You do not want to miss it. This guy's a big, huge dude. So he's going to make an impact inside the hexagon. But George, I know you have an email that you want to share with us before we bring in Rome Diesel. Of course. It's now time for the, of course, a dashing email from my dashing nights. So let's go ahead and open this email right here. This comes from Minnesota. His name is Austin. He says, Dear George, well, he called me by my name. He, he already messed up there. Dear George, how did you get from ugly to dashing is so quick? Please show me your ways. Your fan, Austin. L listen, I don't know where you get this term that I was ugly at first because when I came out of my mom's womb, I was already dashing. Okay, now if, of course, if you are having problems with your weight, if you're having problems with your looks, if you're having problems with your fashion, you know, by all means, don't think that you'll ever be like me because from the day I was born, I was dashing. Not everyone can be as dashing as me, but give it a try. Good luck, Austin. Thank you very much for the email. 
And with that, we bring in Rome Diesel, who makes his debut September 9th on Titan FC. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year, every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, everyone, September 9th, mark it on your calendar. Titan FC 41 takes place at Coral Gables at the Bank United Center. Personally, myself, I'll be ring announcing, and this man will be making his professional MMA debut. We're talking about Romeo Diesel. How are you, Romeo? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good here in Texas, doing, uh, taking a little break from my training camp to talk to the one and only Romeo. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, <laughs> my man. Yeah, I was just talking to you because previously we had trained a couple of years ago. We do a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Uh, locally here, and and uh, as fate has it, we'll be again. Uh, we'll be in a cage, but this time I'll be presenting you making your MMA debut. How are you feeling about your making your pro MMA debut, man? Actually, man, man, Roman. First of all, man, thank you for having me, man. You're you're an awesome, dude. I appreciate it, man. And I actually remember you. you're a cool dude. And to answer your question, man, man, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm still it still hasn't really really set in like reality it really hasn't hit me because let me tell you man i'm just thankful i thank the lord that they gave me the opportunity man and i can't wait brother i have a good i have a good team an awesome an awesome gym an awesome training camp i feel freaking awesome brother so let me ask you this because you, you've been in the game for some time and uh why do we go pro now Man, let me tell you, I've been waiting for this opportunity for a while, Roman. I mean, uh, I was just waiting for for for, the, for my phone to actually ring um, because, you know, I've, I've got some opportunities and I've actually wanted to take my time, brother, because I, I have so, you know, Miami, when I was in Miami for seven, almost eight years, everybody that I hung around with, I mean, I was in so many gyms, I met so many fighters, so many friends now, and I man, take your time, bro, you know, sometimes it's just rushing to get it going pro, you know, and me, I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to get my feet wet a little bit more, that's why I have a lot of amateur fights, I mean, again, man, I mean, I wanted to make sure I was ready, and I feel not ready, I feel more than ready, man, and I can't wait to get in the cage, man, and show what I have, because the footage that's on, on me on YouTube, it only shows a little bit about me, and I can't wait to show what I have now. So how many amateur fights did you have in total? Man, let me tell you, uh, on Sherdog, or if you Google Romeo Diesel or Evo Valdez, Romeo Valdez, it's a long story to that, but I'm going to break it down and make it fast. I actually have 14 fights, man, and my record actually is 9 and nine and 5, but they had me on there like 4 and 8 or something like that. But look, man, to me, amateur, you know, we don't win, we don't lose. I, we win and we learn. So regardless of the fact, man, I'm just, I'm ready, brother, and I've had a lot of experience not just in the amateur MMA but I've done a lot of boxing I've really heard about that I've done a few backyard fights for Levo Martinez um, and I'm very fortunate to have met the guy awesome dude man and a lot of MMA fighters after I've been in, being in Miami that long so you you started with your you started with boxing and you did some, some back street or, or backyard fights but how did you get involved in the fight game and mixed martial arts let me tell you something man uh, I got in trouble in Texas uh, seven years, uh, a little over eight years now, and getting out, you know, I, you know, I mean, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I, I was in prison for a few years, and I got out, and I wanted to turn the negative into a positive, brother. So 
I packed my stuff, man, and I went to Miami. Get into Miami. I actually was staying in the hotel for almost seven months, Roman. And I remember, man, I, I've always been a big boy. And I started going to a gym literally blocks away from where I was staying at the hotel. And it was a, it was a, uh, MMA gym. It was called Knockout Zone. And I remember I was working out and I heard people in the background, bah, boom, being. I, it, it was kind of interesting to me at first, but I was like, man, you know what? I ain't even gonna go near those guys because they look like monsters. And I was, you know, I was, hey, man, do you fight? Well, the guy told me, I said, nah, I don't fight. I like to fight. Hey, man, there's a guy here who has a fight coming up. You want to spar with him? I said, let's do this. Let me tell you something, Roman. After I got hit a few times, I thought I was the man until until I was until I was, you know. Uh, in the cage, man. So I feel like, you know what, I want to say what I do. So I started grappling, bro. I started grappling, doing jiu-jitsu. I started doing a lot of body tournaments, uh, uh, you know, and I started winning. So I took from there. My base actually coming into the MMA world has always been jiu-jitsu. Hmm. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's one of the things that we were training at, I remember. Yeah, I remember, yes. So, but, but now you make this transition. So would you say that MMA basically saved or changed your life? Man, let me tell you, MMA has not just changed my life, man. It's made me, it's made me a little more humble. If, you, if I can rewind to you when I first started uh, fighting, you know, everybody knew me, and I mean, only because you know, man, I'm a big boy. I try to sell it. I got, I, I was a little cocky. I tried to, you know, I was trying to sell tickets in the show, bro. That's what I do. You know, it was a, I mean, that's what I, that's what we all want to do. But after I noticed, man, you know, the, the more humble you are, you know, the more God will exalt you. I don't want to go in there barking and and, and, and causing a big old ruckus. I like to just talk in the cage, man. But I mean. Actually, everybody did save my life, man, and I, I'm very fortunate to say God has a bigger purpose for me. And then this go I mean, I just can't wait till September 9th, but... So, who do we have fighting here in your MMA debut, and do we know a lot about him? Man, let me tell you, I, not only are you the, you're the, actually the second, third person that has asked me this, I don't know the guy, and according to my trainer and my coaches, they say, Romeo, man, let's uh, give me the guy's name so we look at, look at some footage on the guy and see what he knows. I said, let me tell you something, Roman. I've been fighting my whole life since I was a kid, and I'm more of a street fighter. Uh, I might not be the best, but let me tell you this. I don't care what the guy knows, who he's fought, how many times he fought, what belt he has. Let me tell you, the only belt I care about is the belt that I wear on my slacks on Sunday service church. But let me tell you this, not to sound too cocky or whatever, but that's how I feel, man. I don't need to, I don't need to see no footage of anybody. Come September 9th, lock the cage, ring the bell, Roman, introduce us in this fight. So are you training, you say you're training in Texas, but you also train in Florida as well, and, and what are the camps? Man, actually, I started my training in uh, in, in Miami. It's, it's, I, I, I was training six weeks. Uh, I was six weeks into my training. A month ago, my mom got sick on me. So I had to haul, haul ass to San Antonio, man, because she was in the hospital. And coming into San Antonio, I actually was like, wow, man, how am I going to do it? But my mom's more important than anything. And I was very fortunate to meet a guy out of Houston. They come to this gym. It's called All Athletic. They have a good squad, an MMA gym. I went there. They accepted me as part of the team. And I've been there now three weeks. Wow, absolutely. Well, looking forward to your debut, Romeo, uh, inside the Titan FC 41 cage. And I'm sure a lot of folks out there are looking forward to you seeing you in action live on UFC Fight Pass. Anything else you want to add, Rome? Man, let me tell you something, Roman. Make sure the announcers make it quick, ring the bell, and don't bleak. First round, baby, let me tell you. I don't want to sound cocky. It's confidence, man. I'm so, I'm going to show the world what Rome Diesel was about, man. And let me tell you something, Roman. Announcers, get out the case, sit down, and don't bleed. Take Let's do this, baby. Let's do this. Rome, thanks so very much, and looking forward to seeing you in action on September 9th on UFC Fight Pass for Titan MC 41. 
Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, you heard the words there of Rome Diesel, who will be making his uh, professional MMA debut. Titan FC 41, September 9th. Catch it live on UFC Fight Pass or attend the program at the Bank United Center in Coral Gables. And now it's time to talk some MMA. George, of course, the big talk of the weekend is Conor McGregor's victory over Nate Diaz in the rematch. However, I want to briefly talk about Mark Hunt, who went on social media and attacked again Brock Lesnar. He said, using steroids isn't anything to be proud of, dickhead. You're a fraud like everything you've done, fake as steroid user. I think this is the most uh, vulgarity we've used in this program before, but I'm quoting his social media post. So Mark Hunt is again taking a stab at Brock Lesnar, who was a part of the SummerSlam event this past weekend when he took on Randy Orton. Mark Hunt has not given up. And by the way, this MMA Fighters Union is increasing uh, as far as by numbers. But Mark Hunt really upset as of what happened at UFC 200 and not over it. Again, can you blame the guy? I, we've talked about this before. Can you blame the guy? You know, how are you, how is anyone going to be an exception of the rule? I don't care who you are, where you come from, how many asses you put on seats. We have rules. Okay? Just like you did with uh again, I'm I'm sorry, I keep on forgetting his name, Nick Diaz. Uh the no, Nate Diaz, thank you. Uh, the the one that was suspended. Uh, you know, just like you did him, just like you did everyone else, uh, just like you do um, John Jones, just like you do uh, Anderson Silva, just like how you do Bigfoot Silva. Everyone had to be suspended because they broke the rules. What makes Brock Lesnar special? Because he was exception to the rule. Again, I could care less how many asses you put in the seats. You could find someone else. Because look what you guys did with, uh, you know, when John Jones got suspended. You replaced him with Anderson Silva. And we got a great fight. So, again, no reason. And that made your company look like shit. And I cannot blame Mark Hunt for being angry at the fact. I side with Mark Hunt in this. Okay? So, again, there should have been no exceptions and I understand where Mark Hunt is coming from. His voice is definitely getting heard because of the whole MMA Fighters Union uh, getting accomplished and more people are signing up. So Mark Hunt is definitely being very vocal about the situation. And I'm sure many people uh, are definitely taking notice. All right, moving forward, as we talked about, UFC 202 is now in the books. Nate Diaz, well, he lost to Conor McGregor in the rematch. One thing is certain, Dana White came out. Uh, the UFC president said there's only a couple of things that can happen for Conor McGregor. Number one, it's not going to be the trilogy, although we will probably see that fight, but it's not going to be anytime soon. Number two, he has two options. It's either defend your featherweight title against Jose Aldo and then unify the two titles, as Jose Aldo is currently the interim featherweight champion, or move up at weight and go to 155 and fight Eddie Alvarez who is the lightweight champion. Eddie Alvarez has already gone on the record and uh, took a stab at Conor McGregor. But here's my thing, George, and I saw that fight. It was a really close fight, 
in my books, I had it a draw. Uh, it was a decision to Conor McGregor. But yes, Conor McGregor did take down Diaz a couple of times. He did. But I just think he just didn't do enough as far as in the, in the later rounds. He was just running around. He was tired. He was not the same Conor McGregor that he was when he opened up in the first two rounds. However, I did see a different Conor McGregor. He was more relaxed. He was being more cautious when throwing in a leg or a hand. The guy was connecting. He did do damage. That's the reason why Diaz got caught up. So it was a different Conor McGregor. But of course, his defense, uh, his defensive skills when they come into the ground were improved. They improved a lot. So he did do his homework in there. But the reason why Conor won is because they kept it on their feet. But if that fight would have gone to the ground, it would have been a repeat of what happened at UFC 196. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, that's why a lot of people would want to see a rubber match. Not because, you know, they're, they're one and one, but they want to, again, see if Connor's lucky to say, uh, save himself from another beating. You know, because these two just went eight on each other. You know, I, I don't want to say what I wanted to say, but you, you get the point. Um, they, they really went, you know, crazy on each other. And the end result proved it, you know, with how much blood they spilled all over the octagon. Now, when it comes to the choices of what he has, uh, you know, against Eddie Alvarez or if he should defend it against Aldo, um, I even saw him talking junk about saying, oh, how is UFC going to strip me? Because, what, are they going to give it back to Aldo and then put the the, the division, you know, that he's in back on the uh, prelims and da-da-da? Uh, because he feels like no one made the featherweight division special like he did. You can't disagree with him there either. Because ever since uh, Conor made his debut on that division and won the title, they've been paying attention to that division. Well, let me just say that by far, uh, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz actually earned the most money in a main event at UFC. Conor McGregor pulled in $3 million and... Diaz pulled in two. Originally, the record was Brock with one. Well, again, this being one of the biggest buyout pay-per-views, you know, that UFC has had. You know, imagine if this fight that was originally scheduled to be in 200 would have been on 200. Can you imagine the buyout for UFC 200? And put in Brock Lesnar. Exactly. So, you know, I feel like the payout would have been a lot bigger if it was in UFC 200. Just because of, you know, just how big the buyout was or could have been. And uh, with, with the magnitude of, of stars on that, you, you know, before UFC 200 went on air, you're now used to discuss of how slam-packed that card was, beating out UFC 100. So I, I could literally say that if it was UFC 200, maybe we, th- their payouts would have been a lot bigger. Yeah, uh, no doubt. If you put in there Conor McGregor and Diaz and then put in there Lesnar and also while you're at it, put in the, the women's title and DC and John Jones, I mean, you, 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 you've got a record blockbuster pay-per-view. But of course, at the time, John Jones was not supposed to be in that fire card in the first place. He was supposed to be in a fire card uh, previously. Some of them were rumoring to hold it up to New yeah, York. Yeah, but, but still, Mr. Roman, that fight card was a dream card. You know, UFC 100 was stacked, 
but it wasn't as stacked as USC 200 would have been. Absolutely not. So switching gears now, UFC returns to action on Saturday with the UFC and Fox 21. You got Carlos Condit versus Damian Maya. Carlos Condit is coming off a loss against the former welterweight champion Robbie Lawler. So he's looking to get back on track and possibly get another potential title shot against a new champion now, Tyron Woodley. And he's facing a very, very ferocious Damian Maya. Of course, Maya, an expert on the ground, but his striking is getting better by the minute. In fact, he even knocked out a couple of guys with those hands. Charles Oliveira versus Anthony Pettis. Pettis, a former champion, trying to get his name in there as far as getting a potential title shot. It's a great card you got coming up. Also, Beck Rawlings versus Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt, very attractive. He also saw her dancing with the stars. And Joe Lozon versus Jim Miller. That takes place this Saturday on Fox, and they are coming to you all the way from British Columbia, Canada. Do not miss that. That's UFC on Fox 21, Maya versus Condit. Well, George, that's pretty much wraps up the Roman show this week. Got anything to say? Hold on, because our producer just gave me a fax. Yes, I got approved. Hey, there might be a possibility of something coming back. Now, guys, this is a possibility. It's not a for sure thing. It's working uh, in the pro- uh, pro- progress. Thank you, Ranger Joe, for passing me this uh, fax, by the way. Uh, yeah, you could go back to working at Marco's Pizza now. Cheap plug, by the way. Uh, so basically, uh, from what I... I love our director. He just approved of Reality Check Radio making a return. And for those of you that don't know of Reality Check Radio, Roman, every show, every brand, every company needs its NXT, needs its competition. And last time I checked, when Reality Check Radio was on the air, I gave you heavy competition, Mr. Roman. So guess what? It's coming back. All right. I'll make sure to uh, look forward to it. And we will announce the date, the return date. Yeah, definitely. Once it once it gets through the final stages, if it if it gets there, we'll definitely announce a date. Uh, hey, yeah, Cheese Pizza Ranger, thank you. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm celebrating with Pizza. Leave me alone. The dashing one needs his fatty foods too. We will await the return, a potential return of reality check here to the Roman Show Network. Stay tuned for that as George will lead the pack of the Realities Check Radio. Once again. <laughs> Be ready because, hey, what's happening in WWE now, Mr. Roman? NXT is outshining the WWE product. Reality Check Radio might outshine you. Well, bring it, buddy. We'll catch you next week right here on the Roman Show as we take on MMA, wrestling, and the world of entertainment.